Hey everyone, real quick before we start, we tried some new settings on Jared's mic this week, but it did not turn out as well as we hoped, so Armos will sound a little out of place this episode. Just wanted to give you a heads up. So with that being said, hello everybody, welcome back to D&D 404. I am your DM, Tony, and join with me today are the other three Tasty Donuts in my box. Fellas, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, starting with the Tasty J. Um, I am a specific type of donut, uh, a Krispy Kreme glazed chocolate frosted donut. I got them sitting right here. I got three of them. Yes, this is my, that's my go-to, my, uh, oh my morning goodness. little snack. I'm so happy Love you said Krispy Kreme. I just, I just need to say that. Krispy mm-hmm. Kreme yes. all the way. Whoever says Dunkin' Donuts is better, you're just factually, objectively wrong. Just going to throw that out there. Send fire my way. I don't care. I'm Dan. I play Minus Pebble Walkery, Walkery, Walkery. <laughs> Walker of the Ivory Boulders. And I am the uh, also Krispy Kreme brand glazed strawberry frosted and sprinkles donut. Classic looking uh, Simpsons donut. Okay, you guys really threw me off with this donut thing. This is not what we decided <laughs> we were going to fucking do when I got up. Um... I am Drell of the Jazzborn question mark. Um, and I will be playing fuck, no, that's what I'd be playing. Um fuck, did I fuck this up? I'm just going old fashioned donut. Fuck it. Hell it's not yeah. starting off Hot great for me. Coffee. Nice. Old fashioned. Bro, ain't nothing bit wrong with old fashioned. Especially in some coffee. Now, boys, you know the deal. Before we get into the recap, we got to go into the rundown, and today's rundown is brought to you by Daniel. That's right. It is brought to you by Daniel. That's me. Follow us on Instagram, please. You know why? We got a cool new series coming out that uh, we've all been working on very hard. We are going to be releasing a lot of cool, new, unique Photoshop images on our Instagram. The... They are going to be Pokemon if they were in the D&D universe or D&D monsters. I'm just going to redo that. The new series is D&D monsters if they were Pokemon or you could flip that. Pokemon if they were in the D&D universe. They're quite funny or at least I think they're funny. And if you want to see those, you can only see them on Instagram and maybe they'll be on Twitter and Facebook later. Follow us at dndpod404. On Instagram, of course, follow our other platforms and join us in the Discord to chat about things like this. But even more important, I have a call to action. Huge call to action. We need Reginald fan art. If there's an artist out there, I just want to see Reginald in some form of image, digital art. Wings. Tiny backpack wings and all. Little potion in the bag. Put whatever you want in the bag. I just need to see it. And last but not... (laughs) <laughs> and the bandana. The, the banana is actually really important. Thank you for that, Jared. And <laughs> lastly, please yell at Alec to go back on Snapchat. I miss Alec being in our Snapchat group. I don't know mm. why he left, but we need him back in the Snapchat. Okay, that's all for me. Take it away with the recap, Tony. In our last session, the Bloodshard Bandits continue down the road to Lord Baron's Divider. On their travels, they cross paths with a mysterious merchant, an old lady named Oshka, with a giant badger for a pet. Oshka reveals to be a potion seller, and the heroes stock up on their essentials. However, she offers something more. Oshka reveals alleged magic talismans that possess abilities. Filled with curiosity, the heroes purchase three of the stones, and later that night attune to them, receiving their blessings and the curses that come along with it. Lastly, the heroes arrive at the crossroads to set up camp for the night, and during the last watch shift, Armos finds out that Drill has turned into a mouse. On top of that, there's a dark hooded figure pointing an arrow at them, about to get ambushed. Bart, play that intro, and let's get on with the show! Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. Um, I do have a question. Yeah. Uh, this HP that I have and this AC I have. Yeah. Is this taking into consideration my talisman? Actually, no, it is not. Good thing you got that talisman. <laughs> yeah, so go ahead and just add the effects of the talisman onto it. <laughs> Fuck, dude, I only have 5 HP. Oh, right. A low is your... Yep. 
go ahead and take the effects of the talisman. Wow, you really are red. Fuck, dude. I shouldn't have said anything. Wait, so if someone does 10 damage to him, does he die? Audible shrug. A kind DM. A kind DM <laughs> would say. Well, we're not going to let that happen. Fellas, welcome to session 41. The three of you were in the middle of camping and in a watch shift, almost went to go wake up Drell. However, he couldn't find Drell and you soon discovered almost that Drell had transformed into this tiny rat with a little saxophone as he dooted and tooted his way out of the pile of clothes and armor on the ground. When you look at Drell, you see this mouse holding a saxophone. The mouse also has the same tattoos along its face and body like Drell has. That's the only feature and characteristic that stayed uh, after his transformation. The rat does look a little bit buff once you get a closer look at it, but it is undoubtedly a tiny rat with a equally sized saxophone. Really nice glutes. Minutes, you wake up and you see Armos looking at this tiny mouse and in the tree line, you also see this shrouded, uh, mysterious cloak. <laughs> Mirador, don't touch my plants! What's happening? What's happening? Cloaked figure knocking an arrow back and in the dead of night, you hear the string echo between the tree lines. Fellas, I'm going to need you to roll initiative. Well, I'm going to take the one I got last time, which was a nat 20. I got a four. I got a 19. Ooh, 19. Cool. All right. We are in the start of combat. Almost is looking at Drell. Drell is squeaking around. Minus is waking up from a terrible nightmare with Miranor, and there is an arrow being knocked in the distance. Minus, go ahead and take your initiative, bud. Almost, what's going on? <laughs> Who's this guy? Uh, there's no time for questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get my uh, sling, I guess, and I'll uh, uh, first. I'm going to cast a spell. Okay. I'm going to cast fairy fire. Be like Sid, Sid, get him, mark him, and uh, I'll cast fairy fire on the guy that's in the woods. That's a DC 13 dexterity check. Ooh, he fails with a 10, and this archer in the Beautiful. dark woods illuminates. What color? A uh, nice bright blue to match the moonlight. I thought you were trying to make him stick out. <laughs> <laughs> Against the trees, he definitely sticks out. What do you mean? Sid goes, meow, 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 and explodes in this bluish color as the archer in the woods illuminates a shiny blue in the tree line and sticks out like a sore thumb. But uh, then I'm going to uh, run over to uh, Armos and just survey the situation looking down at this rat. <laughs> This little mouse. <laughs> you walk, <laughs> you get closer to where almost is. You're like, where's Drell? Where's Drell? And you look down and you just hear the faintest jazz being played from this tiny mouse standing on top of Drell's clothes. Armos, what is this really swole mouse doing here? <laughs> Can't you see the tattoos? <laughs> oh my God. Reginald is like looking at the guy in the woods and he's looking down at the mouse. He goes, uh, I don't know. Something about this mouse just seems familiar. He's like tapping his chin. Wait a minute. Where are the soul? The, where are they? Where are the, uh, where are the blood shards? The bag's right there, Armos. That's right there. Wait, I mean, no, it's not. In the pile of clothes, you see a, you see a sack, uh, the bag of holding that has all these blood shards in it. We're going to move to initiative 19, Drell of the Jazzborn. Go ahead and make your turn. I have no idea what to do right now. There's so many things I could do. <laughs> I'm going to roll up to the bag of blood shards after I hear Armo say that and stand on top of it and like wave my little rat arms like, no, don't touch them. <laughs> And as I do that, I am going to cast Bless on um, Armos and Menace. Can I ca also cast it on myself or no? Yeah, you can cast Bless on yourself. So okay. for those just tuning in, Drell has transformed into a mouse. However, he still retains a character sheet, but instead of a barbarian fighter multi-class, he is now a level seven Bard. He is a jazz rat, a sax rat, a saxophone yep. bluesy rat. The saxiest of them all. Love this. <laughs> like I said, I am going to cast Bless and. 
Bless says, you bless up to three creatures of your choice within range. Whenever a target makes an attack roll or a saving throw before the spell ends, the target can roll a 1d4 and add that number to the number rolled for the attack roll or saving throw. So, um, yeah, you guys now get 1d4. Um, now, is that every time they do that or they just get one? Yeah, so you're concentrating on this. So you're concentrating up to one minute, which is 10 rounds. That's clutch. You go ahead and cast Bless. How Describe that with your saxophone. How are you casting Bless as you wave your arms frantically to ward off Armos from the Bloodshard Bay? I play the most slow, sexy rendition of a George Michael's saxophone song. And I just completely like fill both of them up with the love of jazz as you play this tiny saxophone you're like on your saxophone and the three of you illuminate in a sparkly yellow as the three of you feel blessed Armos. and inspired almost why am i snapping <laughs> i don't like this but i feel great <laughs> you you if you look close enough you see little uh music notes surrounding the mouse we're going to move to initiative 12 as the knocked arrow gets released. Shooting and aiming for Armos. The bow lands with a 17, dealing 11 points of damage as this sharp arrow pierces into your shoulder. Armos. Ah! As you are distracted with the arrow in your shoulder, you can hear rustling from the trees over to the east. And there is some movement and there are two additional uh cloaked figures making their way towards you as these two burly half orcs uh with they do not have a hood but they are wearing tattered clothes and they have um <clears throat> one is has uh, a double axe and the other has a sword and shield and they are making their way towards you one squares up with menace the other one squares up with armos and they are going to make an attack uh on each of you Ooh, it just barely misses as you are preoccupied with this arrow and you see his attack coming now that you are fully awake and that misses. Minus does a 16 hit. Just barely. This half orc comes over and towers over you and slashes down with its long sword dealing nine points of damage as it slashes across you. So four points of damage because of my new ability. Ooh, what is that new ability? The ability is called Fuck You DM. I have resistance to piercing, bludgeoning, and slashing. That's what it is. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. As you take this blow and you, as the sword slashes across your rock hard skin, you hear the sounds of something eerie from the tree line from which they came. As the swirling wind starts to whoosh and blow through the trees and leaves erupt from the tree line, three purple bolts that look similar to Eldric Blast shoot from the woods and aim at Armos. Son of a bitch. <laughs> First one was a critical miss. Second one was a 10. Two of these whiz by you as the third one hits Dealing no one hits me with my own weapons. <laughs> <laughs> that third bolt hits you for 17 points. Jesus! Damage. Just regular damage? What's the damage? The uh it's actually psychic damage. We're gonna move to initiative for armors. 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 I squeak. Yeah. <laughs> I uh see that everything is coming from one the kind of a uh, northeast direction. I see that my allies are on one side. I run over to where Drell is and kind of put him kind of behind me so that he doesn't get hit with any of the uh, bolts or arrows flying out. And I bring up a wall of flames that spans 60 feet in other, either direction and is 20 feet high and is also opaque which means they're going to have a hard time seeing through it. Whoosh, you cast this giant firewall as you step over Drell to protect him uh, and dividing you and these ambushers with a fiery wall. This giant flame wall erupts between you and your ambushers. 
What else does it do? Uh, so I see that so one of them gets hit by it. What what happens yeah, if you get hit by it? So these ones right here. Looks like three of them get hit by it. When three of them get hit, when the wall appears, creatures in the area must make a dexterity saving throw. And then on a fail, they take 5d8. Wow, 5d8 damage. Almost as you throw up this giant wall of flames, all three of these attackers fail their saving throw. And you're going to take full damage wow. on this wall of fire. Oh, oh, oh. Roll, roll that damage. For damage. So I just rolled and it did 22 damage. Ooh. Oh shit, wait, hold on, 22 damage. That's actually quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as you ignite this wall of flames, the three of them scream in agony as they burst into flames. These guys look pretty messed up as they are literally burning alive. As since Drell's in a good position, I need to heal. So I take out one of my potions and drink it up. You're heading into round two, starting at initiative 20 minutes. You see this giant wall of flames now protecting you and your allies for the time being. I was not ready. Neither was I. For <laughs> neither were they. <laughs> Armos pulled out a firewall. Armos is just sitting there, arms up in the air, just cackling to himself as the... The fire is just illuminating off of his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I guess I'm just going to look at Armos and say, Armos, keep little Drow safe. All right. And he's going to move 30 feet uh, around the end, end of the wall because I can barely get around it. And I'm going to start chucking pebbles. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. 30 feet around the wall? Yeah, because I can get don't you mean around the five feet, Mister Talisman oh, Boulder? Oh, sorry, that's right. I'm back to twenty-five feet. I forgot. I'm not going to give you a cursed object and not not make the curse oh, effective. I totally forgot. At least I can still get around the wall. You can still also, get around the wall. Yeah. So uh, I was gonna heal Armos actually, but he just took a potion. Uh, so I'm just gonna chuck some sling bullets. I'm gonna. Chuck a sling bullet at the, uh, I'm going to, first I'm going to attack the one that has fairy fire with a sling bullet. Okay. Uh, does a 21 hit? A 21 definitely hits. Awesome. So that is seven points of damage and my swarm also hits for another one point of damage. <laughs> they roll so low all the damn time. <laughs> uh, let's see if I crit. Oh my god, I crit! Wait, double that. Hey. <laughs> or another d4, rather. Uh, so that is uh, 12 damage total on the first attack, and I'm just going to attack again. Does a uh, 24 hit? Uh, maybe. Let me check my notes here. Yeah, it hit. <laughs> <laughs> and as I sling two bullets, I hit uh, the second. As I sling two bullets, the second is going to hit with another... Eight points of damage. Ooh. As this thing That's is burning, total. you are just adding more fuel to the flame as it's like, oh, oh, my, oh, 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 bing, 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 oh, oh, and it just gets doinked three times in the head. It is not dead yet. Not dead yet. And then I uh, end my turn there because I've got nothing else to do. And I'm I just shouting, keep Drell safe. As you are shooting these slings, you notice that the three um, enemies in front of you are burning and they're yelling but they're not saying anything, which you think is weird for, you know, uh, a creature being on fire. You think you'd hear a few curse words. We're gonna go down to initiative 19, Drell of the Jazz Board. Go ahead and take your turn, bud. Drell, as being the, you know, the, the rat he is, he's he's still not really understanding what's going on. So I feel like I try to go over and pick up um, Giant Slayer real quick and it just <laughs> doesn't work. Um, so you see him like tapping his foot, like trying to think. And then it comes to him and he pulls out his, saxes, his saxophone and he plays another non-copyrighted version of Rihanna, Don't Stop the Music, with his saxophone tapping his foot. <laughs> okay. And he casts a third level thunder wave in the direction of the two orcs that were on the side of the firewall. Ooh, so okay. they have to make a Dude. constitution saving throw of 15. Oh, they have a seven. They got a 17 on their saving throw. Both of them? Both of them. Son of a bitch. Okay. Um, but the music is so good that it gives Armos a uh, bardic of inspiration. 
So that's uh, as a bonus action. <laughs> I'm about to read it. I'm just so excited. <laughs> as a bonus action, a creature other than you within 60 feet that can hear you gains an inspiration die 1d8. For 10 minutes, the creature can add it to one ability check, attack roll, or saving throw. This can be added um, after seeing the ro- the roll, but before knowing the outcome. But I'm also a I'm a combat bard, so College of Valor. Yeah, combat the, so, bard. Cannon, so, that's combat. Cannon now. Yeah, change com- your wizards yeah. of the coast. You heard it here first. Combat inspiration. Um, a creature that has bardic of inspiration die. You can roll the die and add the number. Anything you want for for ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. I think that is my turn. Okay. We are going to go down to initiative 12. As the archers and the half-orcs begin to scream, they are going to take uh, their turn to get out of the flames. Uh, The archer in the woods, Armos, you go to look, and it walks through the flames in the distance, and it's patting itself off and trying to get the flames. It does a quick uh, stop, drop, and roll, and that's going to be its turn. You don't know where the other two have went. You hear the shouting of commands uh, from one of them going, Fools, go around, get get them, seize them. And you hear footsteps beyond the flame wall. We are going to move to initiative for Armos. Follow up that amazing turn. That archer, can I see him or did he Oh, you can absolutely off? see him as he rolled. <laughs> yeah. All right, I just wanted to, like, I want both hands, like, as the guy's coming through the fire and me just laughing as I hear all the, the screams of everybody. And then I just hear him padding off and I leave one hand up, just keeping the firewall going. And then with my other hand, I just look at the, the guy dusting himself off and just Eldrick blasting the shit out of him. Roll a hit. Advantage, by the way. Yeah, right. There you go. So the, I got a 23 and a 19, the first one, and then I got a 17 and a 7 on the second one. Yeah, so both those bolts hit. Go ahead and do your damage. Sweet. First one is 9 damage. Almost. Destroy him. Eviscerate him. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I already did. I want to, uh, I hit him with the first one, and I see that it kind of knocks him off his footing to a point where I can knock him uh back into the wall and as i do i see his body just absolutely vaporize and i just smirk as i then put both my hands back up in the air (laughs) (laughs) you shoot him with the double blast as he just promptly put himself out from the agonizing flames and he looks up and the last thing he sees is a flash of purple and the cackling of an angrily happy tiefling and reginald goes whoa things are starting to heat up I'm so proud of you. And he like wipes a tear from his eye as he watches this uh, poor soul just get eviscerated. Uh, Is that the end of your turn? I'm going to move 15 feet on the uh, south side of the wall. Not quite all the way around it, but enough to come around it on the next turn. We're going to move to initiative 20 minutes. <laughs> you can't escape the flames that easy as I use one charge of my fireball necklace to do 25 damage on these three. On a, <laughs> they do they do a, a, a save, oh of course. Oh, my God, yes. Dexterity save a 15. Oh, my God. Hit a 15. I'm just, I'm just like, I forgot about the necklace. Fireball. <laughs> I'm using it now. Yes. <laughs> oh no, none of them save as you lob yes. this fireball, dealing 25 <laughs> points of damage as that half <sighs> just became clean. Like, ooh, ooh, one of them has like a sweat rag and he's like patting the patting his forehead. He goes, as it just explode into flames again. Oh my god, and they are screaming agonizing pain. And even the magical one begins to scream and he is cursing and saying obscenities and languages you cannot understand. My turn ends as Minus is going, <laughs> Armos, this feels amazing. I understand why you love yes. this. We're gonna move to initiative 19, Drell. Okay. Um, I am going to just stand here on the uh the blood shards since um no one really 
grabbed them um and i'm just gonna make sure no one comes over and tries to take them and i'm just gonna you know as everyone's like cackling from their fireballs and firewalls i'm just picking up the pace of the jazz um don't stop the music and i'm just playing it as loud as i can and i give um armos another uh bardic inspiration okay oh. Oh. <laughs> the power <laughs> with buffs the buff guy giving buffs i love it we're going to go ahead and move to initiative 12 which are the burning <laughs> uh, poor, poor saps at this point uh they were attacking you but now i just feel bad for them because they're burning alive these the, the two half orcs are screaming in pain from the fireball and the fire in the area and they just can't seem to escape it and they're like looking at each other and you never thought you would see a half orc scared uh it's looking at each other worrying and they look back to um the other one that is able to speak and they're like just they don't know what to do they, the three of them look confused and the one that is able to speak goes, Fools charge forward! Shall get them! And he points at you, Menace. And the two half orcs are going to dash towards you. Well, they're just going to move forward. As they charge towards <laughs> you, <laughs> they're going to hit you. The first one swings its heavy battle axe with a 24 to hit dealing. Mm. Eight points of damage, and the second one takes a sharp long sword and misses with a twelve. Ha! It's gonna take more than those dull swords to hit this boulder. Ha ha! Well, you did hit me, but it didn't hurt that much. Is what <laughs> what I'm saying. As three purple bolts lunge and arc over them and hit you with an eighteen, dealing eleven points of psychic. <laughs> that didn't hurt at all, but now I feel sad. Ow! 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 <laughs> we are gonna go to initiative for Armos. Okay, I'm gonna do it now. I don't give a fuck. I think I'm gonna down another potion. Another potion? So it's 13 points plus four. So I'm gonna step through the firewall <laughs> and cast Fireball. <laughs> And hit the big guy and the <laughs> oh oh that's incredible. <laughs> Just to make a point, as me emerging <laughs> through the fire, casting another fireball at these guys for trying to fuck with us. <laughs> Just to prove a fucking point. Out, so I'll take happily take the damage from my own damn spell. Almost, you burst through the flame wall and throw another fireball at them as Reginald holds on for dear life with his eyes wide open and his ears flapping in the wind. He goes, this is awesome. And they make a dexterity saving throw. Oh my God. Uh, well, that guy passed nice and uh, he fails horribly as one of the efforts melts from your fireball, regardless of damage. Uh, but roll, roll for damage for me. 49 damage. Wait, 40, 44 damage. As this ball of flame lands between the two poor souls, they both drop as the, as the evoker in the back, the assumed leader manages to dodge out of the way and still suffers a fatal damage because the heat is just too intense. He also got scared to death as a tiefling ran through the fire. So with that attack, we are now out of combat as the two of them drop and the third half-orc is very bloodied and he sees his leader and his comrade fall from that one attack and immediately realize that they are in over their heads and tries to run for it. He's going to take an attack of opportunity from Menace. Would you like to grapple him? Would you like uh, to kill him? What would you like to do here? Um, well, I missed my attack of opportunity. Okay, he looks three. like he is about to run as he turned his back to you, as he's looking at the carnage before him. Um, okay, the three of you out of combat, and he starts moving. What would the three of you like to do? My hand reaches towards York, and I miss at first, but I yell towards him as he's running. You're not going to get away that easy as I launch a net at him. Roll a hit with this net. That is a... That is a 15. That is just barely going to miss. Fuck, I wish I had 
inspiration. <laughs> I almost would you like to do something? Okay, you know what? I do think we should not kill him though. I do have Alright. <laughs> Alright. Reluctantly, I see everyone trying to capture this guy. I misty step in front of him and grab him by the throat. Tell you what, because of how badly damaged he is, and because miss you just misty stepped in front of him like a the demon you are with this demon rabbit, I'm gonna say roll me an intimidation check as you go to grab him in his weakened state. <laughs> I rolled a two! But I get plus six, so I can roll an well, eight. He failed his charisma check. <laughs> so it works. True. He failed. He failed. He failed. He's intimidated. Oh, he, he, he failed. Oh, <laughs> the uh, orc is stunned gotcha. in fear as you go, boo. You go, boo. And you grab him by the throat, and he is like just frozen with fear. Awesome. Come on, Omos. Light him up. You know you want to. The entire time. Uh, I can alter my eyes appearance for one minute with mm -hmm. my racial talent and uh, I make them look like flames as I'm talking <laughs> to him just to really drive home that I'm one with the fire at this point. Okay. <laughs> Be like, we're going to have a talk. Sit down. <laughs> and he just falls back on his butt and he tries to like scoot away from you. You are on the side of the road in the middle of the night as the flames subside. And the birds chirp around you as the owls coo around you. There's no birds. Birds are asleep. As the owls coo around you. What are you guys doing with this half orc? Well, before I walk over, I look down at this mouse. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have to deal with the mouse at hand. <laughs> I'm like, uh, Drell, is that you? If if that's you, Drell, uh, hop up on my shoulder. I reluctantly slowly put my head down and slowly climb up his <laughs> but then point to the blood shards and I cast speak with animals squeak <laughs> you hear Drell say squeak <laughs> uh, Drell what's uh is this what what is happening I got no fucking idea I just woke up like this you're so tiny I get, wait, how do you even understand what I'm saying? Oh, uh, you see how Sid's glowing down there? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he kind of gives me some cool tricks and spells I can speak to animals, you know? It's kind of oh, cool. this is like how you spoke to that fucking snake. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how I spoke to the snake. Mm. Really useful spell, right? I, I guess it's going to pay off. Fuck. Yeah, might be the most useful spell I have in my whole spell. Definitely book. not. Definitely not. It's not what? worth it that but much. It's helped us in so many situations. Look at this. How would I speak Anyways, to you if I didn't have it? What the fuck is happening? <laughs> well, let's go see what's uh, happening over here with this half orc. Huh? We need some information. Go, grab the blood charts. Grab the fucking blood charts. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Don't don't tell Armos I have the blood charts. Yeah, don't we? fucking tell Armos. <laughs> I put it in my backpack. <laughs> I put the uh, bag of holding in my backpack. You take this bag of holding that's the size of a backpack in a backpack. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you carry in a bag of holding and you join over with Armos as Armos is threatening this half orc. And you see Reginald and he's like tempting Armos to finish the job. As you see Reginald like seething a little bit and enjoying this moment as the half orc is truly scared. Uh, Armos, you okay? As uh, Minister walks up, I I walk up to him and I'm like, "You got two minutes to talk to this guy." <laughs> uh, hey, sit down, buddy. Uh, you're not gonna want to run, or uh, you saw what happened to your friends. Uh, <gasps> he's just like looking up at the three of you. Well, looking up at the two of you and sees a mouse. He goes, oh, 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 oh. Hey, hey, why did you attack us? What's your deal? And he's like waving his hands in front of you. He's just grunting. Are you... Can you understand what I'm saying? Nods. Okay, so you can understand what I'm saying. Can you write? Do you know how to write? Uh, uh, and he makes like a pen motion in the air with his finger. And I give him a... I rip out a piece of paper from my journal and hand him a quill. Why did you attack us? Uh, uh, he like scraggly writes on this piece of paper and he hands it back to you it's an orcish good thing i uh speak and read orc do you really wow yeah uh he says it says on the piece of paper that he was ordered to ordered to by who and i give him another uh sheet he points to the dead body that's burned uh the one that looks different the one that you heard speak the one that's been casting the magic 
and then he points to his mouth, and then he makes like a no sign with his hand. Did he do this with magic? Did he force you to do this with magic? <sighs> and he starts nodding at you. Is there a way we can help you that we can get this spell off you? And he shakes his head no. Oh my god. Drell, you don't have anything to help him, right? Um, uh, squeak, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you doing some weird magic stuff. I've never seen you do that before. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty fucking cool. But don't tell Armors that. Squeak. I mean, it is cool, though. As you guys are, like, talking amongst yourselves, after a few seconds, he looks at Armos and he sticks his tongue out. Like, the flat, like, the top of his tongue, and he sticks it as far out as, as he can. And there is actually a magic rune that is glowing blue imprinted on his tongue. Whoa, Armos, you know anything about this stuff? Come here, and don't, don't cut his tongue off. Actually, I mean, maybe that that'll help. actually work, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we don't have any spells for this, you're losing your tongue. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I mean, he actually might have a hard time talking, though, without a tongue as well. But he's he's so good at writing. And I, I kind of shoot him a look like... <laughs> oh, wait. I have detect thoughts. Can I cast that? Yes, you can. So when you cast it on an unsuspecting person, you can get shallow thoughts, like whatever's on the top of their head. And then if you want to dig deeper, yeah. you will have to do yeah. a roll for that. And then it goes against their saving throw. So what his thoughts are saying is that he can't talk. He's worried that you guys are going to kill him. Um, and that it was his comrades. And he's really worried about the other half orc that died. You get the feeling that it was a really close friend, but he's focused on you. Okay. Um, yeah. So then... Minutes, just keep asking him questions. Oh, okay. Why? Just keep asking him. I'll tell you later. Uh, are those your buddies over there? And I point to the orcs. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he's like nodding his head up to the half orc that burned and no to the other one that was casting magic. And Drell, the thoughts you're getting was we were ordered to come attack. This is supposed to be an ambush to steal goods. The person that he was just pointing to that gave him the order, uh, the, the four of them were working willingly with each other. I'm trying to read his mind, Menace. It turns out, you know, I do have that ability. You know, not a weird flex or anything, but... <laughs> and I guess just these guys were working as like a team, but him and his orc buddy were being forced by like magic and shit by that other guy. Oh, but they didn't... They didn't want to attack us originally. They just got forced by this guy, huh? Now they were like trying to rob us. They were like on like a, I guess they're like road bandits or something. I don't know. Keep asking uh, them questions about like who the purple guy works for. Yeah. Who is that guy over there? And I point to the purple guy. I mean, he could just write this down too. When you ask him that question, Menace, as you hand him a piece of paper, he goes and he looks at it and he writes down, he gives you a name and it says, uh, Zalar. Yeah. Drell. Mm -hmm. You hear a different name? Shava. Wait, that's... Wait, who the fuck is Sh Shava? Shava? Who's Shava? I see Zalar here. I, I don't know. He was thinking Shava. What do you mean? He's, what, what does that say? Wait a second. Are you lying to us? When he hears you say Shava, he goes... He, like, has a really worried look on him on his face. Drell, you hear the words Red Dawn come to mind. Oh, fuck. He's working for the Red Goddamn Dawn. Armos, you're up. Oh, this guy, he's done? Are we done with him? And I, I, I push Menace aside. Are we are we done here? <laughs> light him up. 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 And as Reginald speaks, you see the half-orc look at Reginald. Wait a minute. Can you see this? Can you see him? He shakes his head. Wait, Arm. Wait, fuck. <laughs> Menace, ask Armos about the Red Dawn. Armos, what's the Red Dawn? That's what you told me to do, Drell, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, ask him if he knows anything about it. Yeah, but that works. Uh, to Armos? Yeah. Armos, what do you know about the Red Dawn? Wait, is he trying to read? Are you trying to read my mind? <laughs> I, yeah, absolutely. Wait, and then, yeah. This music's infectious. I definitely try to I definitely try to do that. Oh, if you're trying to probe him, he's gonna have to make a wisdom saving throw. Seventeen is what I got. Oh, only well, passes. When you 
hear uh, Minus ask that question, you hear the sax music, you hear the jazz, and that's louder than ever, and you realize that you're mentally being probed and, or attempted to be probed. Uh, and the second you are made aware, your thoughts become protected. I sense that they're being blocked. Yes. Minus is hiding something. How dare you? <laughs> what? Who? Armos? Yep. You, I said you said the red dawn and boom immediately his mind almost acted like we're, fortress I thought we were friends why would you hide something from us I don't even know anything it's my last spell slot by the way for um the tech thoughts so do I do I what does the thing on his tongue look like what does the symbol on his tongue look like the orc you see that there's a magic rune on his tongue that's glowing uh the effects of the magic is like magic magically pacing it's like uh the symbols <laughs> like there's a glowing rune on his tongue but it doesn't look like a burn mark it doesn't look like something physical it looks ethereal give me a uh arcana check armos come here look at this thing and i literally grab the orc's tongue and go and stretch it down yep that's magic that's all i know because i rolled a six <laughs> i rolled a 17 on my arcana check you know that that rune is the result of some type of pact or ritual magic. Wait a second. This looks like that stuff back at uh, uh, Dildo. Wait, no, that wasn't it. Dilmore. Remember all that ritual stuff? This must have been a ritual. Almost look at it. It says ritual written all over it. I can smell it. Yeah, I definitely can smell it. it smells like burnt flesh. <laughs> can I go to the uh, the the leaders? body almost <laughs> as you go check the body of the leader um you give him like an ocular pat down you're looking you're looking at him as you look through the charred flesh you realize he's a type of elf you realize he's not the elves you've seen uh the parts of him that aren't burned been beneath his armor it is very grayish skin <gasps> oh. look through his bag and there are a lot of papers in there look like letters there's also, go ahead and roll me 2d20 real quick. Uh, 15 total. It was a two and a 13. You got 15 gold. As you had 15 gold on him. You see <laughs> a weird gothic lantern on his hip, and you see a couple of empty vials of oil. The letters that you see, you try to look at it, and it is written in common. However, it is in a jargon you cannot understand. It's like all cryptic words in there it's like it's might as well be like child speak to you where it's like the three sprinkles on the donut meet you at dawn uh for an early cup of coffee and as you're reading this jargon like it does not make sense to you you do see a name on there and the name is kendrick that's the only thing that sticks out that looks legible that isn't nonsensical words and then as you continue to look through the papers you find a map do i recognize Anything on the map? As you look at it, you see that is a rough sketch of the vast area that you are in. Now on this map, this map looks store-bought, but it has a bunch of scribbles on it. You see a couple X's, you see some numbers, you see it pointing at some locations, some trails on it that may lead to like an, an alternate route. And all the, all of the uh, added sketchings are in red ink. So the the additions to the map are very clear, um, but you see some numbers and like, so like the first tower, you realize that the longer you look at it, there's a tower on the map and you make sense that that was a red guard checkpoint because south from that, you see a city landscape and that you can tell is the city of Dilmore. And when you look north from the city of Dilmore, you see a cave surrounded by a bunch of trees and it has like a red diamond in there and it's pointing at the cave. You're starting to think, well, maybe was that the cave I just came from? And then there are red huts drawn on the map at various locations. You see the town of Gilo on this map, and it has a hut drawn next to it with the number 11. You see the Red Guard guild point that you went through with an arrow drawn to it. It has number three. The next checkpoint you're heading to has the number seven. Uh, you see that the farms to the north of you have a red has a red circle around it with the same diamond shape as the cave you recently visited and it, to the north of that you see the sigic colleges and there's a there's a dotted path 
from the farm to the Sinjic College, and it looks like it avoids the next checkpoint. And then deep beyond the mountains, even more north of that, you see this cave and a bunch of question marks over a building. And all the way to the eastern side of it, you see Lord Baron's divider with a number that's crossed out with an with a uh, another number on it. So you see like the number 17 X'd out with the number four replaced to it. And so it was a uh, 15 gold lantern oil map. The the vials of oil were empty. Uh, is the lantern empty? The lantern is empty. Uh, I do I do pick up the empty uh vials though. I'll take the lantern in the map. Oh, we got two lanterns now. Wait, how's the lantern looking? It is not broken. Oh, it's just a good lantern. It's a good lantern. It looks like the weird lantern that the shadow smugglers gave you. It looks like we got two of these. That's nice. Can we go go to the orc and ask him where do we get the oil for the lantern and have him write it down? He writes down on a piece of paper and he shows it to Menace. Will you spare me? Oh, he knows how to pull my, pull my horns, doesn't he? All right. If you tell us where it is, I will spare you. And what this map means. He points northwest on the map where the farms are, and there's a building with a circle attached to it, like off to the side, like a hand-drawn uh, building and with a red circle, and then above it is a red diamond. Mm. Is there oil there? Could we find oil for these lanterns there? He nods his head yes. All right, as I promised, I, Minus Pebble Walker, will spare you. Uh, Armos, you can do what you want. And uh, Minus starts walking away. <laughs> and he looks at Armos. Uh, I feel like we should let him go, but he did try to kill us. Minus, Sid looks at you and, like, kind of smacks your horn a little bit. He goes, meh, meh, meh. I was just, I'm meh, kidding, Sid. Meh. I'm kidding. Get meh. out of here. And I kick the wait, orc wait, in the wait, ass. Wait. You need to get his name for your journal. Oh, wait, what's your name, by the way? And he writes it down on a piece of paper, and it's Gaki. G-A-A-K-I. As you kick him on the ass, after he hands you the piece of paper, he runs south. And never come back. You're lucky. <laughs> yourself. So, the three of you have this mysterious map. A bunch of letters you cannot understand. And Drell's a rat, and I feel like that hasn't been addressed properly. <laughs> I'm just sitting there in a circle trying to, like, chase my tail while everyone else is talking to him. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Drell. We need to get this figured out. <laughs> uh, it is still the dead of night. You have a couple hours till sunup. You do have the benefits of a long rest because I am a kind DM. However, uh, any abilities that you've used, you would have to finish out the rest to get the back. And... If you guys want to keep traveling, but for the moment, you feel safe. Look, I'm spent. Uh, I want to know about this rat thing, but I'm tired and hurt. Drell. Squeak. You uh, curl up with uh, Sid over there and Reginald. Menace, you got you got this next watch. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Do we know this guy? And he points at Drell. Um. I fucking buck at Reginald and I flex super hard. So like I like, you know, that little quick jolt forward. Like what? And he, he he flexes back. Whoa, who are you? You are looking up at Reginald. Because Reginald is pretty much twice your size still. Well, that's the size of a rat, right? Yeah. Is He's a bunny. Is, I'm a street Reginald rat. Has a, a street you are rat. a street rat. You're almost as big as a New York rat. Almost as big yeah, as a New York rat. Yeah, that's pretty big. Some would say a hood rat. Reginald stands like fully like two and a half feet, three feet tall. Yeah, but I've I've got the glutes, dude. You have the glutes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's like, who are you? Why do you seem so familiar? As he keeps asking these repetitive questions as a three of you head back to camp. And I just say squeak, squeak, squeak. Drell, I'm really confused. Why are you saying squeak a lot? <laughs> well, because they don't understand anything, even if I say it. You're the only one, Minus. Wait, Reginald, you don't understand him right now? No. Aren't you a animal? Uh, I am a greater mighty demon from Hell's army, commander of the royal Balloon. Yeah, he's not actually a bunny. He's just a demon in the in the form of a bunny. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right, Drill. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, I hope you're okay in the morning, Drill. Um, how about we go to bed? 
And then when we wake up, we'll realize this was all just a crazy dream. Well, I guess technically I could just stay up on watch, right? And then tr- just transform into like normal drill if I wanted to. Perhaps. Um, yeah, then I'll just stay up um, and I'll just like squirm around the camp just in the bushes and shit. Kind of enjoy being a rat. Yeah, you're like doing your rat thing as your instincts kind of take over as you feel like it's taken over a few times before. And as you find yourself foraging, looking for like whatever you can eat, you see like this little red gecko next to you, the the gecko that Armos has, and he's just like foraging with you, and he's just like looking like a disgruntled teen. And you two just become quick friends for a moment as you forage throughout the night, keeping watch. And as the sun rises, you appear naked in a bush. Oh my god! Fuck! Out of this bush has thorns. My ass. (laughs) The sun rises and the moon sets, or the moon rises as you are now butt naked, and those glutes are shining in the morning. In the morning dew. Um, I immediately go over and put on my clothes. Good morning, fellas. As the three of you awaken from camp, with the three of you doing your morning calisthenics. What are you guys doing in this beautiful summer morning, with freshly burnt bodies simmering in the morning light? Not too far from your camp. Oh, I love the the smell of burnt flesh in the morning. <laughs> Drell is picking up anything heavy he can see because he wasn't able to do it as a mouse or a rat. I look over at the clothed Drell and I, I yell at him, Drell, what happened to this new lifestyle choice? I thought you were going naked in the mornings. Oh, uh, you know. Just uh, naked because you're trying to take after him. <laughs> yeah, you you look over. Minus is like arms on his side, oh, fully God. naked. <laughs> <laughs> like I was ready to do naked calisthenics. What, what's going on here? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Um, I guess I was just a mouse uh, that other time. That was that was just like literally an excuse. So, yeah, yeah this is kind of awkward. <laughs> this is uh, yeah, yeah. This is awkward. As the breeze gently <clears throat> blows your uh, bull peen in the wind. <laughs> you gotta stop Shh. saying these words. Peen? <laughs> Never. <laughs> uh, could you give me a, a second drill? Yeah, and, nope, definitely. <clears throat> Minus walks behind a rock and quietly cries as he puts his clothes on because his friend <laughs> lied to him. Me, <laughs> <laughs> It is awesome. No, I just, I just don't know why he lied to me. Why didn't he just tell the truth? <laughs> Boys, you got some information. What are you gonna do with this information? We need to reassess some things, guys. This lantern and these oils keep coming up. We now have some information to get that oil. And it looks like we'd be able to kind of skip that next guard post if we go to this uh, farm thing over here, right? Um, yeah, but the only issue is when I was reading that guy's thoughts, he was fucking scared of whoever the fuck was forcing him to work. So, there's no real chance. Well, he was scared of the guy over there, and he's burned. He's like a crisp now. No, but I mean like super scared. Like he didn't even want to give you his actual name, bro. He wrote down a fake name on a piece of paper. Well, how scary is he if we just... You know, took the guy down with a few fireballs. Mm. Or is that someone else that was controlling the wizard who was controlling them, being controlled by the wizard, being controlled by the secret man? What? The mystery unfolds. It literally makes no sense. It's awesome. I am now stupider for every syllable that you just put out of your mouth. (laughs) I'm on to something, guys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well hey uh looks like we're killing two birds with one stone here if we go to that little tent by the farm mm. might be able to I learn mean, some new information and make our way to the city college yeah but like wouldn't we want to mm-hmm. and drell get some of that primo ale 
Just saying. Yeah, but I feel like dropping off these blood shards should be our number one priority. We don't know what we're getting ourselves into. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Number one priority when we first took a little side adventure to go kill a dragon because we wanted to. And now, look. Okay, that was for Menace's confidence. Here's an idea. Here's an idea. We just go get the oil. We don't even have to deliver the blood the blood shards. Like, we could just give them to me. We could just give them to me. Mm. See, this is exactly why we need to deliver the blood shards, Menace. Do you see what happens when I get them? Oh, it's amazing. I did all Menace. that without blood shards. Imagine if I had a blood shard. Yeah. He's he's proving <laughs> he's proving my point right now. I, yeah, he's definitely not helping <laughs> so anyone's case. The three of you are like Scooby doing this map and like you're <laughs> trying to come up with a plan. <laughs> um and so you're gonna take a 20 here because you guys aren't moving, you guys are eating breakfast and just like huddled together. And you're starting to notice some consistencies on this map. The cave that you were at has this diamond shape, but like it doesn't look like a uh, like a normal shard shape. It looks like a like a tower, like a, a diamond in the shape of a tower. As much as as much sense as that makes, right? Um, and then you see another one of these closest closer to a, a, a drawn house that's etched in on the map that are near these farms. The more you look at it, you see a third one way up in the hills. Here's here's the idea. We have to get through the next checkpoint, regardless what we do. That last checkpoint, luckily, with some some good uh, you know misdirection, we were able to get through. I think this next one's going to be a little bit more tough because we're right outside Lord Baron's Divide. So even if we want to go through there, I think it's going to be tough. So I think if we take this detour. We figure it out, and also we get around the checkpoint. I think it's a win-win. We gotta live up to the shadow smuggler's name. They trusted us with this lamp. We gotta fill it and fulfill our promise. Mm. See, we're filling two things. Oh, I got that. Filling, filling, no. fulfilling the promise, fulfilling. Yeah, the filling, yeah. filling. Yep. It, well, yep. fills in the other word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you yeah. have to explain it. <laughs> I don't know, but the last time we got into this type of shit, Armos tried to kill us, remember? Uh, you know, last time I went to sleep, you turned into a mouse. What are we even talking about right now? We have no idea what we're getting ourselves into. He looks fine now, see, look at him. That boy <laughs> over at Armos, who's tweaking. <laughs> okay, well, I need the bag then, Menace. And I put out my hand for the blood shards. Well, I don't have the bag. What do you mean? Menace, just, just give it to me. <laughs> Rel, why would you say that? <laughs> I don't have the bag. You have the bag. <laughs> you had it this whole time. Armos, look away. <laughs> I don't like this game. <laughs> I go over to Drell and like pretend to shake his hand really awkwardly. <laughs> as you hand me a backpack. You try to dab him up as you try to give him the you know the bar the old barbershop tip as you hand him a normal sized backpack from under your cloak and Yeah. <laughs> So after that exchange, uh, Armos just uh, rolls his eyes, <laughs> making sure he knows where the blood shards are. But then we say, all right, let's pack up and get uh, heading to the northwest. You guys did camp conveniently at the crossroads where if you were like, you can go to Gilo, you can go to this farm, you can go to the checkpoint. Um, the three of you are heading to the farm. Yeah. Look, all I'm saying is we don't actually know. Bando Barris was going to the Sigit College or Lord Baron's Divider. He had a lantern. All we know is we he could have been going to this place. He literally been instead turning into these blood shards to who the fuck knows and then just returning with gold. And the rest of them would have never known. A suspect over Bando Barris. Interesting. Well, yeah. I mean, he just left his team to fucking die. So, I mean, I will go if you guys want to, but I'm saying this is a huge red flag. I, got, I mean, I just don't know how we're going to get through the next checkpoint. We got fucking, really lucky with your swift tongue. Yeah, we'll just fucking kill them if they don't let us through. Uh. What? <laughs> I mean, they're the Red Guard, bro. They're bad guys anyways, right? Not all of them. Some of them tried to fucking kill you, dude. You don't remember that? You're gonna have families, Drell. Listen to yourself. <laughs> when you guys were looking at the map, you noticed that there's a number, and some of the numbers crossed out with a smaller number, and then some locations. By Dilmore, you see the number 24 that is X'd out. Wait a second. Armos, Drell, I'm having a Minotaur brain blast. 
<laughs> a Minotaur Baja Brain Blast. <laughs> Like, you know, right to my head when you said that. I don't know why. What if these numbers are the amount of red guards, red dawn members that are at each of these places? Oh, so that would mean four of them are the next place, so we can just go kill them. Oh, Reginald just joins the conversation. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> But wait, there was only two at the last checkpoint, except, but there's a three there. There were only two on the outside at the bridge, but there were more in the tower. Uh, if we go fight with them, we, we might be fighting the normal ones. Uh, wait a minute. Reginald's like looking at the map. He goes, some of this is in red here. So he's pointing at the cave that you guys went to earlier. He's like, you think that's like one of those giant... Or veins or something? No, that's not it, dumbass. Oh, no. Sure. <laughs> Sid, Sid pipes in and goes, man, man. That's like a little revenge from when Reginald told him to shut yes. up. <laughs> All right, fuck it. If you guys want to go, we can go. I'm just saying we got to pay more attention. And apparently, we have to hope that Armos isn't going to try to kill us again when he gets near more blood shards. We're, getting, we're not getting blood shards, Drell. We're getting oil. Once we get the oil... We'll be able to move really swiftly through these areas. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, At least I think that's how this works. And he knocks on the little lamp. Dink, dink. Um, as the three of you pack up your campsite and start to head towards the road, you do hear the sound of wagon wheels. Oh, God. On the road. Tell me it's that old lady. Heading towards in your direction. It's not the old lady. As a matter of fact, there's nothing quite distinguishing like the old lady. Um, you start to see some travelers go through the crossroads as it looks like there are a few carts and wagons and some of them being carriages hauling people in that direction. And in the caravans, it looks like a bunch of commoners. There you hear some children. There are some older people. But it's about, about a good 15 to 20 people all together in the caravan that are traveling down this road. Heading in the same direction you are. I pull the dead bodies and hide them behind trees so they can't see them. Yeah, um, yeah, you you made it so you're you're good. <laughs> but you guys make it to the main road. That's like out of. We're just waving at everybody with hella dead people around us. Hey. Oh, <laughs> they that's wave so back. Good morning. And, that's so great. So they're see... headed towards the farms. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yes, they are. Let's follow these people and see where they're going. You see, as you wave to them, trying to look inconspicuous, you see some of the kids like go over to that side of the car and they're waving and cheering like the kids in the back of a bus. Like, yeah, yeah. And like some of the older people are like just minding their own business and it looks like they're drinking and having a good time. Minus does a backflip. Drell does one too. Wow, impressive. <laughs> you guys do backflips. So I guess we just we're continuing down the road. The three of you <clears throat> walk down the road, and as the sun gets higher in the sky, it gets hotter and hotter. And it's a particularly hot day. But as you travel down the path, you start to hear the streams of water. And there are large rivers now on either side of the road that you're traveling on. And the dirt path, uh, although stays a dirt path, becomes a little bit nicer, a little more well-kept. As you start to hear the sounds of birds and the breeze finally rolls through your hair as you travel over this hill and you see this gorgeous view as where these rivers are now leading into and you see that go what appears to go on for miles is this large colony of farms being held together by rivers um, and you see these beautiful trees in the distance with an overarching landscape of mountains way in the distance with a nice giant waterfall that slowly that slowly falls into a huge pond. And you see in the distance that this caravan is drinking and having a good time as the birds flutter into the air. You are looking at <clears throat> Lelouch's Farm and Vineyards. And right in the middle, you see this beautiful manor that is in the center of it all. And that is where we're going to end today's session. Nice. Drinking a pint. <laughs> yeah. You guys have made it to Lelouch's Farm and Vineyard. Interesting choice to go. I'm not going to lie. There was a few options you guys could have done. and Kind of glad you did this one. Not going to front. Against drills. Against drills, better judgment. Absolutely. You know, yeah. so far, I didn't want to go after the, the damn... Uh, Dragon, we did that. 
I wanted to go after Yuri. We didn't do that. We're freaking doing this one. <laughs> we'll talk about it in the after show. Yeah. But yeah, I have. Uh, yeah, I think I, I, I think I think this is the right choice. I think it's going to help us in the long run. Is kind of why I wanted to go here, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we'll talk about that in the after show. And Dan, where can they find the after show? On the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash DND404. Again, that's patreon.com slash DND404. We have after shows there, and we also have a lot of exclusive content that you can't get anywhere else online. True. It's actually a lot of fun over anywhere. there. Anywhere. Yeah. It's really fun. <laughs> Some of our best conversations are from there. We also have exciting polls. We have Ooh. some exciting polls. Like yeah. who's the strongest? Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, everyone thinks Armos can win in a in a in a fist in fight. It's so weird. <laughs> so weird. But we're gonna go ahead and end today's session here. You go ahead and listen more on the after show, as we stated a million times prior. Fellas, do you have any closing remarks before we send these? Nice um, listeners on their way. Yeah, listen to Careless Whispers, George Michaels. It's a it's a great song. It's oh, a great song. What a yeah, banger. The, what a banger. Uh, it's a great one. The the entire time we were fighting, I was Googling on YouTube uh jazz covers and I found a really great jazz cover um really? of Rihanna Don't Stop the Music. So when this episode comes out, man. I'll link it in the Discord. So if you're not there, make sure you join it and you can hear which one I was talking about. Now it's time to thank our Patreon supporters. If you would like to become a Patreon supporter, go ahead and go to patreon.com backslash dnd 404 Link is down below. Starting with our Sigic College alumni, Oliver Shieldas has just reopened his forge in the city of Dilmore as it rebuilds. Ulrich has also dabbled into construction and is working hard alongside with Treyish Buge to rebuild the Knots. The Knots is no longer considered a shady part of town, but rather a nice community with an open kitchen concept. Now, rather than fearing the Knots, perhaps you could take a loved one and tie the knot. <laughs> Next, we have Artemis. Artemis has just become the new head RA for the Alchemist Dormitory up in the Sigic College. Artemis has now had 54 days clean with no accidents, despite the alchemist students' wild parties and crazy experiments. It's also possible that students are afraid to report anything to Artemis because of his extensive history of breaking kneecaps. Next, we have Alara Dawnstar. Alara Dawnstar's location is currently unknown, but legends say she's guarding a blood shard. However, this blood shard she's guarding is different from the ones we've experienced on our journey. This blood shard has a different color a bluish shine to it. Only one other shard of its kind has been discovered. Legends say that shard is guarded by a friendly snake. Marcus Rico is our last Sitchin College alumni. Marcus Rico is a peculiar one. Do not be fooled by his heroic name, as dark secrets lie beyond his cunning veil of lies. Marcus is told to be scheming in the lands of Umbrea and plotting his own course of destruction. South Trillis may have to worry about something else than ancient evil gods. We're gonna move on to Humbrea's heroes. First up is Alex Dredd. Alex is still currently the top bounty hunter in the Kambuki Isles. The bards sing of his victories and say he's on a hot new lead of a Hydra. Next we have Man with Glass, and Man with Glass has been captured and taken into custody and is awaiting trial. Man with Glass says he's innocent, but needs a good lawyer if anyone knows one. Last up we have Pascal Elliot, aka Chocolate Darts, wild magic artist of Humbrea. She has been spotted in the city of Dilmore, currently working on a mural in the city to honor those who have fallen. That's all for this week's shoutouts. We'll catch you on the next episode of D&D 404.